0: My mom just got home from a walk. Hi, mom. Hi. hi. Did you hear that? Hi. Hi, my darling. <laughs> oh, gorgeous. Hi, love, love. <laughs> she can't hear you, but here, no. hero said, hi, love, love. Oh. <laughs> to meet that kid. Oh ah oh, <laughs> So instead of, instead of instead of my husband Adriano lurking around in the background like doing whatever he's doing it's my mom it's kind of it's a bit bit of a, a nicer vibe
1: It is very <laughs> <Terrible>. <laughs> No it is a much nicer vibe I'm sorry I don't care I think anyone's as long as your relationship with your your mother mm-hmm. is a relationship that you are happy you're to have, then I think it would be more desirable than any husband or wife or partner or spouse. I mean, like just saying, I mean, it's, it's the person that gave you life. So, I mean.
0: Okay. That's true. Yeah. Very true. But (laughs) my God, like it, it just depends on your relationship with your family because, you know, sometimes for example, and I'm not going to, you know, go into too much detail about Adriano and his mother's relationship but sometimes you know the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree so there's like a lot of headbutting if you're very similar in personality or like you know if you have a very like Adriano okay we'll just stop I, him, this is not about him and he'll be like what are you doing talking about me on the podcast <laughs> but uh, oh my god anyway yes. but but we could go actually back to relationships with mothers is yes. your relationship with your mother is always uh. Yeah. And you know what? And I feel like um, this might, it might just be a you and I podcast. I think it's going to be, I think it is going to be a a lot.
1: This is going to be you and me and me and you.
0: What is that a song?
1: And we and our two Jews.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we should do a whole episode of just trying to make up songs to what we're saying oh my
1: saying. god that would be so and funny and we can invite um jasmine um to write lyrics for us
0: i love it i love it then now, so so right now my mom's humming songs in the kitchen <laughs> 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 um yeah no because just speaking about relationships with family well it's interesting that we we said what do we say growing up juicy
1: uh-huh growing yeah. up juicy i love that growing up so, juicy. Gro-
0: Growing up juicy, my friend, like you, mm-hmm. you always have been very close to your mother, and you are embarking on a, a big change soon where, um, yeah, you know, you don't have to talk about all of it, but you, you are embar- embarking on a change where you're not that you're severing the umbilical cord finally <laughs> with your mom, but you're, yeah. you're very reliant and very dependent on, I, I'm just, hoping yeah. that's okay to say, on no, your mom. It's okay. And, oh, no, I am. Yeah, yeah. And I know we've talked about that before, but it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's, you know it's it's not uh it's beautiful when that happens yeah not not like that with every family for sure but how are you feeling you know kind of
1: yeah well I about... mean about like actually flying the nest finally yeah yeah Yeah, for sure yeah. Uh, I would say it's very <sighs> I mean even being in Vancouver and being on my own you know for the last 10 years which is wild to think about um it's definitely been a comfort having you know your parents both my mom my dad accessible in the same city having them close by with a physical proximity to be Mm -hmm. in their be in the space with them however you also get to a point in your life i find um whether if it's when you're almost 30 or when you're you know eight Where like your parents, (laughs) you know, like where your parents are, you know, your parents are always there. I mean, of course in their bodies, maybe not, but their spirit is always there. Mm -hmm. And the lessons and the things that you would need, the wisdom that you need, they pass down to us as children and as young adults and as Mm -hmm. further adults. So in terms of being out of the city and being away from my folks I feel okay with that and if I know I feel like I'm not or it gets really challenging or I feel like it's not worth it mm-hmm. then I know I can always come back not because of them but to know that I have a little bit more of a proximity that is more comfortable for me I more familiarity you know mm-hmm. more of a comfort or a safety net but uh, in any case the ability to go out of my comfort zone and to go out of it in a way that's really safe and and, and very strategic and to be around other um, people who may not be my parents, but that are my cousins or that are my best friend yeah, um, that feel like family, I think is the trick to really build that yes. family around you. Yes. So you're not going, it's not like I'm going to go to a city where I don't know anybody. It's not like I'm going to go to montreal where i I honestly don't know anything about the city nor do i speak the other primary language which is french yeah so i think being connected by technology but also having the independence to be on your own uh really on your own is empowering to know that you are capable and to know that your parents are there
0: it's interesting because you said you said something you said a couple things and one of them was you talked about like Uh, strategy you said strategic strategically you you're you're going to a place where you know you know you need to not well maybe the word is need you need to kind of you know get out of that comfort zone so to speak and Mm -hmm. and um, you know test yourself and and find new adventures new experiences and all those kinds of things Mm -hmm. but with people like us who do um, have a tendency to be anxious you know people around certain circumstances and and when we were talking to jeff grace about his big change he's on one of our episodes he moved from vancouver to sweden yeah. he um has mental health challenges and his thing as well was he's like you know what because you you know yourself you have planned ahead of time yeah right you strategically not only did you plan like okay this is this is where i'm going to live this is blah 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 blah, blah but like You're, you're somebody who isn't just going to throw yourself into a situation, like you said, where it's, um, not unknowing anything or being, um, you know, in a place that you don't, you don't know anybody. So I think that that is, um, a really big, it's, it's the key to people who do have mental health challenges as well. Right.
1: Yeah. I think you're right. I think with people like myself and Jeff and yourself as well, um, because you did a big move as well it, it doesn't matter yeah.
0: how yeah, far or
1: where you made a big change a big move and also um you know passed on a business and stuff that you were very yeah. connected and intertwined with having that awareness of knowing what you need to take care of yourself I think comes from um having to go through these experiences of mental health through uh diversity adversity um mm-hmm. just having these abilities to understand what our needs are and how to communicate those needs to ourselves and others. So this way we know that we are not alone. And we're also going to be okay with that being said, mm-hmm. you know, in DBT dialectical behavior therapy, it's, you know, we've called it like um, coping ahead of time.
0: Mm-hmm. Right.
1: And so whether that's um, looking at strategies for a situation that could happen and how you might deal with them if they did come up and had been prepared for it, and that can also include transitioning to a new space of residency or um, a discussion about whatever conflict might come up and you want to be prepared better for it, right?
0: Which is, which is interesting though, because with anxiety, it's like you you're, you don't, I'm speaking for myself, I don't deal with the unknown well at all. So I'm constantly, it's like you're constantly trying to protect yourself and you, so in a way, it's like, is that, is that just enabling it? By, you know, preparing so much and, like, that's just kind of, like, feeding into the anxiety of needing to know and, and be aware and planning ahead of time for, like, A, B, and, a, B or C that could happen. Or yeah, I guess there's a, fi- there's, a fi- there's a fine line. It's a
1: fine line. I think yeah, it's, it's yeah. being able to know you have a few things that are in your back pocket. Yes. But being able to act within the moment and read the situation, especially for interpersonal situations where you are engaging with other people as opposed to how you might be engaging with you, you yourself and the spaces around you and the environments around you that aren't directly other people. Cause that, That's true. That, yeah. that changes a lot as well. Right. And yeah. <clears throat> especially because I am moving to Toronto and focusing on, you know, my profession and my career um, and my personal growth at the same time. Like I'm not moving to Toronto, for example, to find love. I'm not moving to mm. Toronto to, um, pursue a relationship i'm not moving to toronto to expand my love life you know like that's not why i am primarily moving to toronto but i am moving to the city to be open to everything right willing to see who else and what else is out there that is in a tangible environment but way more um has way more opportunity and way more exposure for things for me to see that in the city that I'm from and what I'm, what I'm looking for as far as exposure is not currently and may not just be part of the city because of how it's been laid out.
0: And also you're going without any huge expectations. So I think it's different. It's, it's your, it's, if your intention was and I, I know it's not, if your intention was to be like, okay, I'm going to move and it's going to change me and I want it to, ch- it's going to change my life. Like that is much different, you know? So like, it's interesting how you said, yeah, I mean, I I also did a, a yeah, I did a big move because it wasn't just like moving from the city that I'm used to for four years ago and and grew up in, but also like you said, leaving a business and all those kinds of things. But I almost felt like in a way I was, I finally was just so fed up with like what was going on around me in my circumstances that it was almost like, um, I was, it was almost like, I, I don't want to say this, but it was partly like a move out of desperation. So that's, it's just, again, all those things are, are very different. And I did have a tough time in the, in the beginning, right? Because, because I don't know if I 100% wanted to do it necessarily. I just felt like it was the right decision. I did it kind of out of desperation because I felt like, I was disappointed almost like, okay, well, I did everything I could do staying in this city. And, you know, I I was kind of heartbroken. Yeah. Whereas you, you're leaving to find, it's, it's exciting. You want to have like a new experience and you it's the timing is, is really good for you,
1: which is wonderful. But you're, but you're right though in terms of your own feeling of moving out of desperation. In some ways I can argue, I kind of feel a sense of desperation to move as well. Yeah, mainly because I have nothing here that I'm going to be losing if I ended up returning. Because I mean, again, I Mm. think that's interesting is that like, when you're in this fight or flight, this needs to kind of come back from ground zero of like, I don't know where I'm going to go. I know what I want to do. How do I do it? Like a lot of the groundwork and foundation has been laid. And now I'm just patiently waiting for
0: communication
1: True. from the places that I've um, connected with. If I haven't heard from those places, um, you know, yeah. officially, but what I do know is that everything that I have done, I know that I've done the best that I could do with the resources that I have Which and will continue to do. So as awesome. long as I know that and I am not shortchanging or like self- um, or like, you know, sabotaging my own potential for success, then whatever happens, then I know that I did the best that I could. Yeah. And as oh, long yeah. as I know that, then whatever I get is bonus, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, and it's, it's interesting because you, yeah, you've really, you've prepared yourself for this, which is, which is wonderful. You know, mm-hmm. I, and and now I'm just thinking back to again, you know, just to relate with my own experience because yeah. that's all I can do, but yeah those four or so years ago, which I can't believe it's been that long already is I didn't really have a plan. Like you, you do, I didn't have a job when I moved. I didn't have a job. I didn't know what I was going to do. I had maybe, I don't even know if I had an interview at that point when I moved. So, you know, there was a lot of like, but I guess in a way, I mean, that that does take bravery and, um, to, to make those kinds of decisions. It's interesting because I do have like a real One side of me really needs things to be planned and and take the guesswork out of it for most things in my life because otherwise, you know, my anxiety will kind of go cuckoo. Yeah. But on the other side, I have this other part of me that like likes to kind of take risks and be rebellious and push the envelope. But there's there's such a, a a clash between the two inside of me, which is interesting. Mm -hmm. So like knowing that I, but no, very well knowing that I'm going to be uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, so I don't know where that side came from. Maybe it's that, that survival instinct and that kind of Mm. from our past and from, you know, grandparents and family members and all those kinds of things. But
1: yeah. Yeah. But I think it's also that feeling that we consistently are people that want to grow. And so you grow with discomfort as long if, as it's measurable and it's not point. and it's not to a point where it's thrusted upon you, unless if it has to be, which some of the things that you and me have gone through have been thrusted upon us and we've had to rise and we've been fine. But it's one of those, you don't always want to have to be put in those situations to then continue to grow. So having measurable and achievable um, things that you can put upon yourself that push you out of your comfort zone enough to grow a bit, might just be enough to then really throw yourself into it. But you got to start with a little kind of a a little feed, and then that feed will eventually start to really bring you to wherever you end up. So, I mean, I, for example, like when you came into town the other day and we spent an afternoon and evening together, um, that whole experience for me was really... I felt like I was somewhere else when that was Hmm. happening, which was such a a gift because it helped me feel like, okay, like I can tell that when I'm seeing my city of Vancouver, when I'm seeing the people that mean a lot to me, Mm -hmm. um, friends, family, And some people that I don't see often, but people that I have a very deep connection to that I Mm -hmm. want to ensure I see before I go and maybe not come back for quite a while, or maybe I do come back in three to six months because I feel that's actually what feels right. Whatever it is. I want to make sure that I can see these individuals that let me know that I'm on the right, that I'm on the right path, but also that, um, you know, I feel like I'm tying up any ends that don't need to be tied or some that do need to be tied and then letting those be feeling complete.
0: Yeah. Because
1: I, because like I really, like, I mean, I've gone out, I've dined out a bit more in the city normally than I would because that's a social activity and you're wrapping things up with people. I've gone to different areas of the city that normally I might not go to very often because I want to make sure I see them once more before I go for whatever length of time I'm gone Mm. for.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: You know, and I walk around the city, and I kind of like, I'm good. You know, like <laughs> I'm I'm good. I I've seen enough of what I'm used to, and yeah. no matter yeah. how gorgeous and beautiful it is in BC and in Vancouver, I kind of jokingly say, "Well, nature doesn't pay the bills, and it doesn't, <laughs> and, it, and it doesn't pay my soul either." So that's the key thing. If it doesn't pay your soul, if it doesn't provide you that mm-hmm. feeling of if your surroundings don't provide you what you're looking for and you're doing everything you can to be accountable for that, then that's a sign to show that you're ready change. to go somewhere. You're ready to change and yeah. see what else is around you. Yeah. Cause who knows, you know, like I could come back and I might be like, Holy crap. I really appreciate this. Let's go hiking every day. Let's go yeah. to the mountains every day. Let's go, get right to kayak and capsize 25 times in an hour like let's go let's go get eaten by coyotes and oh god and and (laughs) and shoot them so we don't get eaten like i don't know like whatever you know there's so many things i could come up that i might have no perspective about and maybe these they won't come up at all i you know just have no idea
0: you are so wise hero (laughs) with with just your reasons and and like I said you you've done you said it quite a few times you've done all you've done what you could do and you feel ready and that's such a great thing and you know I just throw this conversation I just keep thinking about like you know environments and like you know once you've done what you can do maybe you need to take yourself out of the environment and put yourself somewhere else which is interesting because I feel like people sometimes do that with vacations you know it's like they get so it's like people looking forward to getting out of their environment, looking forward to vacations. And it's like, I'll be happy. I don't know why I was also thinking about this terminology, mm-hmm. but I'll be happy when I'll be happy yeah. when I'll be yeah. happy when. Yeah. Um. Which is not about like, um, uh, goal uh, forming of future thought. That's our planning. That's like this. This is like a very negative. I'll be happy when. So you can't be happy in the present moment, and you therefore can't really almost. You're blinded to really what's going on around you. And have I taken in or done everything I can do yeah. with my environment to therefore then step out and and try something new? But unfortunately, I think that a lot of us, uh, a lot of people, have been programmed to think like. You know i i i'm here i'm i'm kind of i'm stuck and i only should be looking forward to those little breaks like a vacation or and i'm just gonna say vacation again yeah because you've kind of been programmed to think that it's like okay well i can only be free and be um you know oh like um let my soul be free and explore and and do all those things when i go on my vacation You know, otherwise I'm like just programmed to like live the same day after day, go to work, get up, Mm -hmm. shower, go to work, come home, sleep, eat, whatever, and repeat. And it's like, no, you know? So, um, a long time ago I was, I was told like by my therapist that there's uh, people do, they live in that perpetual cycle of I'll I'll be happy when syndrome, even if it's like, Am I boring you? No,
1: absolutely. <laughs> oh my God. No, um, Continue.
0: no, but it's just even, you know, I'll be happy when I, when, or I'll be whatever, whatever it is. I'll be happy when I get that promotion. I'll be happier when yeah. I get that next paycheck. I'll be happy when, when I, you know, or, or I won't be happy unless I win the lottery. I mean, that's like really <sighs> far-fetched, but it's just like, um, I don't really know. I I don't know exactly where I'm going with that, but for some reason, what you were saying just reminded me of those types of of thinking. So,
1: well, no, for sure though, it's that feeling of having that conditional um, behavior, you know, waiting for things to happen um, to to equate to your own contentment, you know. Yeah,
0: instead of doing what you're doing, which is awesome, which is just like, no, I'm taking this in into my own hands and. You know, I'm not going to let you tell me when I'm going to change or it's like, or when I can take my vacation or when I can, you know, it's yeah. pretty, it's, it's really like your typical nine to five job can feel very, um, very much like a prison.
1: Yeah, I agree with that, though, because literally, you know? I mean, I'm, it's, I find that nine to five um, structures are for people that don't question anything. I'm sorry, like I really feel like I don't question anything because you get up and you go to school when you're a kid from eight to three or whatever or nine or nine to four and that's the kind of structure society has set up for your parents to go to the office, be ready for her to pick you up from school and the cookie dinner and then you fall into the same pattern. And that's fine if that's what works for people. I'm not criticizing people that are conditioned to be that way and where it works. Great. But Well, you
0: basically did just say like it's it's for people that don't question. So you kind of you kind of were criticizing people. But
1: Yeah, fair I'm enough. Just, but, but,
0: yeah, <laughs> but, but there's a that, point but, but there's a point though. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I I get what you're saying. I also and this is just me like I, I always try to give everyone the benefit of the doubt. That's what Adriana, of course. my husband, my husband hates, you know, he's just like, why? Anyway, that's a whole other topic. But anyway, <laughs> that's a whole other thing. He's, um, but, uh, what I was trying to say is that there's a lot of people, like we don't have dependents, for example, neither of us have kids, you know, we don't have to really, we're just concerned about putting food on our own tables. Yeah. And, true. You know, like there's some people that really don't necessarily, okay, we always have choice. I was about to say they don't have a choice, but it's just, they have maybe fewer choices or is it more limited because they do have other people that are really depending on them to, to make certain amounts of money to have to do the nine to five. You know, there is still, you know, society, oh my God, now we're getting so deep into like structure, but society, we do need a certain amount of structure. That's Otherwise, there would be chaos. So
1: that's so true. And so well said. Yes.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, like, the, what is the opposite of structure? Is it chaos? I don't know.
1: No, I don't think like, it's chaos. It...
0: Yeah. But, I think it's, um... but
1: again, you need to have, you know, it's funny. Like, I was going to say, you, you need have the right balance of oil and water, but oil <laughs> and water, they don't mix. So, I don't know if that's the right analogy, but you do need the right, mm. you do need the right amount of um, structure and, and, and fluidity.
0: Yes, that's true.
1: You do. And I guess oil and water do represent that to be honest. They do. Yeah,
0: because they do they'll still they'll, they'll cushion each other. They do they sit on top each of other. each other. They're there uh-huh. they're but yeah, they don't really mix. And because that is what we've been taught is you know, if you're if it's structured it's like you cuz yeah, structure almost to me feels like lack of freedom. Uh-huh it's like structure almost feels like, like you just, you put it really well, structure fluidity, because to me, structure just means like a hard and like, you know, no, no uh, room for maneuvering around things and, and, and thinking for yourself, which is, I don't know. It seems yeah. ridiculous, but
1: yeah, for sure. But in our profession, though like in my current uh, main main squeeze and what you were doing before too, like being a contractor doesn't matter if you're teaching something, if you're um, a specialist or if you have a trade, like a hairstylist or whatever, um, having that freedom to create your schedule, depending on how much you wish to work and based on whatever opportunities are being provided to you. So you might have to accept whatever you can get at the time, which is fair. You have a lot of freedom as long as you can get the structure. So that's kind of a good example too. It's like you want to be free spirited with your schedule, but at the same time you are reliant potentially on external providers to um, structure your own freedom.
0: Well, and it's, it's interesting because you're, no, you're totally right. And now that my husband and I, I don't know if I can't say my husband, I've said his name a million times, Adriano and I are getting close to 40. And, you know, and I'm thinking we both have been um, the type of people that have strayed, stayed away from, strayed away from that structural, like nine to five type job. I've had a few of those types of jobs where I've been in an office, sat in a cubicle, you know, did fucking photocopying in a photocopy room for like eight fucking hours a day. Like I've done in order to like maybe make my way up the lat the corporate ladder, so to speak. And that was soul crushing to uh-huh. me. To me. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I I yeah, there are to- but so this is the thing. Those things are it's great to have these free spirits. And for you and I and even Adriano, when it's like, okay, we need we need all that freedom, but but what ends up happening? as you get older and you, and you still are on that path of just kind of being free and needing to make your own schedule, unless you are so motivated and you have a structured plan sort of financially or those kinds of things. Now, Adriana and I kind of feel like we're looking, we we enjoy our lifestyle of that, of that freedom. Mm -hmm. um, But we look at people around us who now are almost 40 as well. And they've had those structured jobs for so many years and they are, more financially free or or oh, that's not the right word they're more financially stable i guess maybe than we sure. are sure so there's there is like a give and take like unfortunately i have found through my experience to, to work the way i've worked doesn't equate to financial freedom
1: sure
0: which i don't know i still haven't figured out how to do that <clears throat> because you know i don't have like a freaking pension i don't have a you know i haven't been able to save anything yes we have sure. we have we own a house now but that was due to that's a whole other story i keep saying uh-huh. it. it's all these stories obviously yep. our life our lives are made up of stories yeah but um but yeah we don't have savings we don't have like you know there's and we, we can't like i'm still living paycheck to paycheck people like really yeah you know um you know, like our hot water tank just, just blew, for, or not almost blue. So we need a new hot water tank. Okay. So like 2,600, $2,700 later, it's like, well, shit, I don't have like, I'm going to have to pay this in installments or whatever it is. So, and I know, and, and I think, I think the majority of people probably are that way. I'm just being really hard on myself and to just the the choices that we make. Is it more, um, is it smarter, so to speak to, you know live in that corporate world to you know go to school get be an accountant be a whatever it is and that's not us yeah are people happier that way i don't know like there's there's all kinds of different walks of life and different paths what i'm saying for myself is not to say that i have any regrets because i yeah. actually don't i really don't knock on wood i'm i'm i am i i do not really i don't believe in living in that mindset there's no point there really is no point to regrets um, but with that being said, I, yeah, I do feel, I compare myself as we all do to people. And I do feel like, oh, well, would I've been, would I be happier if I was a little bit more financially free? Mm-hmm. And then I look at the people that are more financially free. And those are the ones that have had more jobs with structure. Yeah. It seems. Yeah. True. That's true. So for sure. why it's like, you know, and we've had a few guests on our show and maybe like, we, we need to have another guest on our show that has, made that that change that choice to leave like a very structured job and they are very successful doing what they're doing now being more free um and how how did they get to that point because I feel like also throughout COVID and what people are doing and we've talked to even Chris Menzies the last podcast people are finding that um because of COVID they've realized oh I I have a choice like there's a lot of people that are leaving certain jobs I can work from home I can do this I can have more freedom life is short yep You know, so um, anyway, I just talked a lot, but that's, it's it's something that I've really been, I've been thinking a lot about lately, you know, so.
1: Yeah. And also, and then there's also individuals who fall under categories, as you said, like myself and for, and yourself as well, where we're like, okay, what if our brains and our capacity for those types of jobs and environments don't match what, society wants us to have to be ready for those things so no. you know we're kind of you know i mean i don't like to quote books because I, I really i don't read but again one of the read one of the books i had to read in high school was brave new world or no 1984 so yeah it is
0: 1984 yeah. i was, like I, was yeah. like I don't know i don't know maybe brave new world is a book too i don't know what that is but 19 yeah it is I've a read, book. I've read Nineteen Eighty-Four. Oh, yeah. Yeah,
1: but by, by George Orwell, and yeah. so oh, yeah. you know that's a perfect example of just having people that are of certain uh, schema or certain um, kind of brains or certain kind of programming, where there are certain strengths and certain skills and classes of individuals that are wired for certain things. And oh. Totally. And even though it might be fictional, I actually agree with that completely because you can, it, that's why it's such a powerful story, is because that whole concept of, oh, wow, we actually are excelled in certain things and other things where we might not. And not to throw my mm-hmm. dad under any bus, but my dad is such an, a critical thinker hyper analytical can figure things out within a second and that's part of his job, but it's also who he is. Yeah. You know, and for myself, I, don't have those skill sets, and I remind them every time. You have to realize how much you have that is just innately part of you. And some of those things have always come natural to you, whether if it's academic excellence, if it's critical thinking, if it's problem solving without needing to really over um, analyze something and just be very factual. As your son, I can tell you, I don't have the same capacity as you do, and maybe I've gotten stronger by by choice, but there are things that I am definitely stronger in that you will not be. This light is, the I sun see, is crazy. I, <laughs> I have,
0: have a to, ring light to, on too. You have to stay still.
1: Yeah. Oh my God. But yeah. yeah, but like there are things, Oh yeah. Your light just changed too. There are things that you have that I will never have. And that's not a, a, a self-limiting belief. It's just a fact. And
0: mm-hmm.
1: when you think about, how that falls into your profession, it falls into your career choices or the skills you end up adopting. Those things make a big difference. Mm -hmm. So what you're saying is true though, in terms of how we settle into careers that we excel in, as opposed to try to do and maybe do for the rest of the life that we have, but are not necessarily the most excelled in at all. Just kind of going with the motions and kind of just punching the clock and Sometimes well, you have to do that, but if you have the ability to not, and you have the freedom or the privilege to do so, then that's something that you want to be able to to take appreciation of, for sure.
0: Yeah, and I think that also, you know, if I, and I have, quote unquote, forced myself into <clears throat> those types of roles in a previous life, I'll just say in my 20s, where I thought that that's what I should be doing. Right. You know, like I need a career. I need like, at one point I thought I wanted to be a paralegal. Like okay. I'm making that face because that I, I'm shocked now thinking that I would have gone back to school and done that stuff because that is, that's, it, it makes my blood boil or crawl, it makes my skin crawl, mm-hmm. you know, to think about that. Cause that's just not me. And, you know, even if, if I were to force myself to do that, thinking that I was doing that for some more like financial freedom, so to speak what I would have sacrificed is my soul freedom Yeah, for me. Right. Yeah. So there is, there's always the, you know, the good and the bad, the whatever, if you want to call it that the, the give and the take, the sure. whatever, all those opposites. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I know. but I love that the analogy or the, the comparison to that book 1984, because that book boy is that book, that book will be like, I think forever will be, um, so relatable to almost every era and every decade and it's yeah it's a, such a great book it and the, is and the and the in the whole like big brother is watching you and all those kinds of things it can yeah. be a, slip, a slippery slope because you know people can take that into much too literal context of these days Is like the government watching you and then oh my god then you can go on to like vaccinations yeah it's just you can spiral out of control with with those i mean it definitely is a far-fetched um idea or book but is it i don't know anyway no
1: i don't think so i really don't but when we're talking about coming back to transitions moving to a different um city moving to a different country Mm -hmm. a different province it's one of those things where it's not a foreign concept and many people have had to, or have chosen to do something like that. And I think part of that also makes it feel more, doesn't make it easier, but it does make it more universal and relatable because mm-hmm. you can talk to a lot of people about, Oh yeah, I'm, you know, I'm new. Oh, where you're from? Or I'm from here. Oh, cool. I'm from blah, blah, blah. Or you end up meeting people that are, you can, it's, it's a common ground, I guess.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
1: It's a common ground where yeah. you can say, oh, cool. Well, tell me about where you're from and why you chose to come to here. And what can I learn? What can we learn from another, provided those people are individually sound, right? So it's pretty amazing to see how, as you have grown and moved to Vernon, how you have settled into your lifestyle, how I have settled into... What I want to go through and what could happen—it's pretty amazing how we can end up where we want to go, and also be aware of—we don't know how the outcome is going to go. No. we don't know where the no. um, where the where the prospects are going to lead. But at least we we're, we're trying. Like I think yeah, we oh have to yeah, with the fact that we that we yes. are trying to do yes. something that yes. maybe again it's like I'll be happy when. Well, when is when?
0: Yeah, when is now?
1: When is now? When is now? Yeah.
0: Oh, I like that. When When is now? now? You know, and it's also just depends on what you're, you know, some people's brains, it's like, okay, well, um, you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what the future brings. Some people's brains can be like, that is exciting. Yeah, Because that means there are limitless, get that, limitless possibilities. That means there are limitless possibilities. But, and I'm trying to program and train, not everyone's brains think that way automatically, you know, right. my brain didn't for so many years. It's still kinda, it still kind of, it still kind of doesn't, you know, yeah. but after you train your brain to think that the b- before, like even what I have to watch myself <laughs> with is like, instead of thinking that way, it's like, well, it's just going to be the worst case scenario. It's the worst, it's the worst, it's the worst. So, you know, it, it's, uh, it's all perspective and how you, it's just like this, this, that old analogy is like the glass half empty or is it half both, right
1: yeah.
0: so yeah so anyway um i feel like is this this might be the last chat we've have before no we've got a we've got a guest no. coming on next week i was like is this last chat before you move but soon yeah. soon you'll start to see different uh backgrounds actually yes. for both of us because i'll be <laughs> in the same city in vernon but i will be in a freaking office finally in my house so it'll look different. oh
1: finally <laughs> That's awesome. Yay. That's great. And then
0: for you, it'll be different. Something I have to ask you just before we pop off here. Something I've asked you this. Is that a helmet behind you? Is that an old like war helmet? What is that?
1: No, you know, it's actually, um, it's a, like a Greek. It's a bell. It's 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 a chime.
0: Okay. You know, what's funny from here, it looks like it's an old, like, like from Greece or Rome, Roman empire, um, warrior helmet that's what it looks like
1: yeah no it's actually a bell it's a bell
0: hilarious i mean i didn't think that i didn't think it would be what i thought because it's not like i don't think you're a history buff or anything like that but it's like anyway all right mystery solved
1: yeah it's a bell my mom brought it back from india before okay
0: okay Mystery solved, people. There we go.
1: go. Um, (sighs) Okay. Well, friend, it's been delightful. And I look forward to us texting in five minutes after this. I know. And um, every minute of the day and every week to follow. So. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh,
0: uh, 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 uh. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Love you lots, people. Love you too. Okay.
1: All right. Bye.
0: Bye.